Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week is episode number 400. 400! Woohoo! The confetti cannons go off. You know, the, been, the, uh, the laser been, show, light show happens. You know? It's. It's been eight years of this podcast, which is insane to uh, think about. Dude, it's a big one. Yeah, and um, well, not exactly which, eight years because like we're a ha- almost like, like almost eight years. Yeah, you what know is, what's eight times two? Because like we're talking about like weeks here. Yeah, we're talking uh, about like like two months at this point. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we started it kind of in the summer, but still, it yeah. doesn't it, it doesn't matter to me. I say it's eight years. <laughs> Time works differently on this podcast, Chris. It does. There's only 50 weeks in the year. That's right. That's right. That's because what we say. Because it works better for our numbers. That's right. <laughs> it's what Wall Street is saying right now. It works better for my like. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's but that where it works better for like for my brain to think of things of just like well, who cares about those you know extra t- two hangover weeks? Nobody, you know. I mean, if we're being honest, if you removed two weeks, two of the episodes from you know from each week or whatever, it's you know. Be, be about right, you know. Very substantial. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty big, but, you know. <laughs> but this is episode four, uh, four hundred. Um, usually, that that has involved like multi, lots of people, That's right? And like a big celebration. Um, but this year, we're just keeping it kind of small. And um, maybe four fifty, we'll do like a, a blowout or Dude, like four twenty five or something. I'm like very, that. very down with all of that thing. Those things, I, you know. I do, I do. I like. I kind of wish we'd 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 gotten Cody Moffat on this or something like that. But there's just uh, there's just a lot going on right now. So, sure, sure. Uh, we've, well, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it on one of the upcoming numbers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I've, I'm on location right now, so it's like I'm not you know, not necessarily even in in the old home studio, you know. So it's like it's a. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a hurdle, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and this is the thing. Once you get, like, you know, more than, more than honestly, more than three people on, like, a, a Zoom call, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and, you know, like, right now you're in Illinois, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in Tennessee, it's just like, and, you know, Cody's in wherever he's at. Yeah, I don't even know if you'd want us telling everyone where he's at. Well, I'm going to bleep that out. It's just going to be a big yeah. bleep, you know, right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's always like, listen, I don't want people to find me, so. That's fine, uh, you know. Yeah, the, that's where he lives. He's, uh, he he also has balked at us saying that he's on the. <laughs> he has actually balked at that too, so we should bleep that out as well. So he's he's not in or on the. <laughs> oh, in he's fact, we don't even know in, if he's on this planet. He could literally. He's actually in. Sitting on a. We should also bleep that out because that's an outright lie. Yeah, but he could so also just all be those bleeps orbiting. You know, you know, like, all of the, you know, just up in the, you know, the, what is it? The, 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 and that's what it is. At this point, there's been so many, all oh, that's bleeped out too. At this point, there's been so many bleeps. There's no way anyone could have deciphered where he's actually at. Very, very true. Um, but yeah, uh, so John, we have, uh, for our 400th episode, we have some uh, some wild stories to talk about. Well, first we're going to review Dude. Wonder Woman. Well, not first, but later we're going to review Wonder Woman. Right. That's our that's our main segment. Then also we've got this whole like GameStop <laughs> GameStop stock debacle happening. Not even debacle, just like uh, like crazy stuff. I don't even know. Like, what's funny about it is like I I 
I haven't been, you know, apprised of the situation almost at all and have just like gotten like hints here and there where it's like, oh, I have like a, a, a quick few seconds to like check social media and somebody's like, man, those that game stock stop stock price. And then it's just like it's like it was all these weird things. And then I finally got caught up today um had had eight minutes worth of time to listen to a get this chris a uh indicator by planet money uh podcast talking about gamestop of all the things you know they they the my interests of like economics and like nerddom don't combine very often on on places like planet money um and that sort of thing but i listened to that podcast and was like oh this all makes this all makes good sense now <laughs> but yeah. it is wild <laughs> It's wild. And so, like, I, I did about um, two hours worth of deep dive research into this thing last night. Hour and a half, two hours, something like that. So I'll, uh, I'll try to recap and, and state it all in plain English for everyone. I dig if it. If they haven't also done their deep dive research because it's been pretty, uh, pretty fascinating to watch. Um, so, but we're, so we're also going to talk about that. But first, John... What have you been up to this week? So this week, um, whenever I've had the few few moments here and there, I have actually been playing, finally actually playing the uh, the Hyrule Warriors, uh, the the calam. What is it called exactly? Uh, Age of Calamity. That's what it is. Ooh. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. And it's the prequel to Breath of the Wild. What? Um, done by what? the uh, Koei Tecmo uh, developer. Um, who's done like the the other like Hyrule Warriors games and stuff? Um, yeah, this came out in December, Chris. Like it's <laughs> it's it's one I have been wanting to play, but have not does played this, yet. I mean, does it have any? Like, what's the tie-in to Breath of the Wild? So all of the Breath of the Wild characters are there, um, and okay. so like basically this is like leading up to the final events of the battle. Which like thinking about it in my head, where it's like, okay, so how is that a prequel? So it's a prequel because, like, we know how the battle ended, where it's like, okay, well, you know, it ends in this terrible way, and then uh, Link gets put to sleep for a uh, hundred years. Oh, okay. And that then, battle. Not the final battle of the game. Right. The, the, the battle before uh, Link's awakening or whatever. Right, right, right. Before he wakes up, you know, before yeah. he's like, oh, I'm in the temple of time. And, uh, you know, before that happens, like, this is, like, leading up to that. Okay. And uh, there's a big demo, like it's a free demo on the uh, eShop. And by, by whenever I say big demo, I mean like this thing, like like it took me a decent chunk of time to get through. Like all like all week, I've, I haven't played anything that I had to pay for yet. <laughs> so like in the few minutes here and there that I'm grabbing all week, it's like maybe like a, a t you know two three hour demo, you know something Dang. like that, where it's like it's a substantial demo. Um, and the, so it gets you a hang of the gameplay, three different characters and that sort of thing. It is a, it was, is a blast. I bought the game, so I'm going to be playing through that. Um, which is, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it, it, so far it's really fun. It's, it basically has this, uh, has a mechanic in there, like the opening sequence, uh, to the game, like hooked me where it's like, it has this, it shows you like what happened and then something, you know, a, a character that was unseen in breath of the wild travels back in time and that's where we begin with this game so like part of me is like okay this could be a prequel like it could actually lead up to those actual events or we could be talking like this is like an alternate timeline or something like that like i'm not sure exactly like where the story is going to end up 
uh, at the end of this thing, like where it's like, okay, is this like like the bad timeline? Is this like it's going to be completely different? It's going to be like an offshoot somehow, or does it directly tie back into the very beginning of Breath of the Wild? And I'm fine with any of that, I, honestly, um, because I just really love the the Breath of the Wild characters um, and all the the voice cast is back and uh, and uh, you have a bunch of cutscenes. Like the cutscenes were really like long so far. So anyway, man, it's 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 a good time. I'm enjoying myself. Nice. That's awesome. So okay, refresh my memory though. What is what's like? What's the gameplay? What kind of game is Hyrule Warriors? So Koei Tecmo, the the developer, they they pride themselves on their one versus one thousand uh, gameplay. So what that means is like you're you so pick like a character, Royale kind of. Well, like you pick a character and then you just chew through like hordes upon hordes of enemies in super creative, amazing, visually stunning ways. Um, and every character that you, you have is different. And basically like the cool thing that I enjoyed was they'll have these big battle battlefields and you'll have multiple characters in different locations throughout the battle. And as different missions pop up, you can switch between those characters and be like, Oh wait, Zelda's really close. Let me go. Let me go be Zelda. And you like go be Zelda for a second and battle all these things. It's like, Oh wait, uh, now this thing's popped up over there. Uh, uh, like a, a boss has shown up. Let me switch back to Link. He's close by and run over there with Link and you take them down. So it's like this constant kind of switch up of gameplay um that is super unique in in that way because it's real time and while you're gone like while you're inhabiting link you can tell like zelda okay i want you to travel from this place to that place and you know and then and she'll go and do that so it's a very like uh unique combination of like okay well link is really good at a sword whereas you have uh zelda she's really good at like the magic and the sheikah slate and uh, like a lot of those like powers that are like freeze time and beat the heck out of an enemy and then they fly back and stuff and every character has like these different combos that you're constantly upgrading and supers that you're uh, you're like loading up on their on the the status bar like at the end of the day you'll like use your super as Zelda and it'll do something like ridiculously amazing. Um, so anyway, it's it, it's just it's a very strange but unique style of game and the and I think the variety comes from the different characters because so far, I've got the three characters. I know that I'm at least going to get the four champions because um, that's like the next mission is like, go get the four champions. And I'm like, all right, sweet. I'm going to play as the four champions. And I assume from you know the randomness of one of the characters that I'm playing as I, that there's going to be all sorts of strange surprises and uh, of, of NPCs that were people that were NPCs in Breath of the Wild that I'm going to end up playing as like their... Pre, like they're you know them a hundred years earlier or them uh, like their great great grandfather or something like that. So the surprise for me was, for instance, Impa in Breath of the Wild is this old lady that you see like you show up to the village or whatever and there's this old lady there and she's like, oh man, do you you know my uh my my granddaughter over there I you know she looks just like me people say and the funny thing is like you encounter Impa a hundred years earlier. And literally, she looks exactly like her uh, her granddaughter. So, like, pays off on this joke that they told in uh, in Breath of the Wild with this prequel thing, and I, which I really appreciated. And so, you get to play as Impa and do all these like different uh, moves that are are you know cards and throwing things, throwing stars and stuff, more ninja esque uh, gameplay. So, is this? Oh, sorry if I missed it, but like, is this a brawler? Like yeah. What, is, what, what style of game is this? Like I, I get, it's an I get action the, game. Is all okay. is how I'll say because it. like, it's like a I fighter think, brawler kind of like what's the, is this top down like third person? Third person. Or? Third person. 
Um, like a 3D brawler? Yeah, like a 3D, like, hey, here come, you know, a bunch of, a big gang of enemies. Like, Let follow, me go follow take them behind. All. Yeah, and then, like, you, the different gameplay, you know, elements. Yeah, I would say it's it's, it's a brawler, but not, not necessarily, like, hand-to-hand. Because, like, there's, like, the distance, the ranged combat and things like oh, that yeah, that totally. they have. So. But this but yeah, is like it's, a, you're, you're, it's a you're, it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, I mean, you're following behind the character like, as you're running around. Yes. Like it's 3D, fully 3D. Fully okay. 3D, Inter- yeah. Interesting. And the, you know, while I wouldn't like, say. What are the maps? Like, are these, are they in like, is this an open world or like. Sort of. Like, they're, the maps are large. <laughs> these are terrible answers, John. Like, the maps are, are. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's open world because like you're not like it's not like you can go oh I just want to go to Hyrule Castle all of a sudden right so okay. like you're loading into an instance of a battlefield and that battlefield is is relatively huge and you can go and do different missions and sometimes multiple missions will pop up at once and you have to decide which one you want to do but like it's a uh they're, they're, so like a lot of player choice but it's not an open world definitely not an open okay. world I'm so. going to have to uh, I'm just going to have to watch a uh... A trailer for this or something. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't fully grasp what this was before I started playing it either, because like people would talk about it and I'd be like, "What is, what is this game?" Yeah. And then, and then, you know, a, that's now, a problem for the game. I feel exactly. Like, that that's, I can't understand. Yeah, just listen. To, I'm looking at the the time. I listened to you talk about this for the past <laughs> six minutes, and, and you're like, I, still I have no really, idea. I, I still don't really understand what this is. <laughs> Like I get, I get the storyline now. Sure. Like and like you're unlocking different characters. I don't understand. Like and it, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like it was. It's very hard for me to like to describe because it's like it's super weird. Because like I'll load into like oh there's this there's this mission that you can go and do and you load there. It's like okay. But where are you, you loading a, this from? So you're loading it from the over over map. Like so basically the uh, so the overworld is you know wherever <laughs> you would pull up the map in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That's the overworld. It's just a map. It's just, it's just like, a map. like an old school like Mario. Yeah. Like you're on a map and you go to the next thing. Yeah. Okay. Different different like uh, missions will pop up and you can select from like which of those missions you want to do. And okay. it's like oh travel okay. from Hyrule Castle to uh, the observatory and you know as you do that like whenever you select into that mission things you know cutscene will play and then you load in and it's like oh you got to do this thing and and then you get to the end of it um, and then it loads you back out onto the map or whatever. Um, and you can select a new mission, that sort of thing. So it's like, it's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's old school. You're right. It's very old school in that way where it's like, oh, it's just like, just like Mario where it's like, oh, I have two options of two different places to go. I'm going to choose this one for now and see what happens. And then whenever you get loaded back onto the main map, you can go back and replay old missions for XP or you can, you know, or whatever. So like, it's, it's very, uh, very old school in that, that way. Interesting. All right, cool. So, what are you up to this week, Chris? Yeah, something I didn't talk about last week. Um, we kind of briefly talked about it a little bit, but I, I've been playing through and I and I beat. Um, actually, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. We just talked about it in person uh, over the phone. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World Complete Edition. Yes, it was. They released it. It's the tenth anniversary of the game based on the movie that's based on the book, and um, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, if you never played Scott Pilgrim the game. Uh, you should totally do it. It's this old school. This is an old school like pixel art side scrolling brawler. Um, with similar to uh, like Streets like, of Rage. Yeah, kind of, well, yeah, kind of. Only like it's not that. Uh, I don't know how to like describe this. It's more. Uh, it's it's like it's like the the art is is a little more. I guess this would be would this be sixteen bit or uh, thirty two? Probably I think six, it's thirty two. Probably 16. sixteen. 
Yeah, it's more like a 16-bit kind of brawl- brawler. Like there's chiptune music by Anamanaguchi. Fantastic. Uh, is, yeah, like one of the best soundtracks, uh, game soundtracks of all time. Um, the I mean, it follows the plot of the game in like so well. I'm uh, sorry of the of the movie so well that um, you. I mean, honestly, it's it's just like really cool the way that they incorporate like uh, characters like knives. Like uh, they have all the characters from the movie. So like yeah. Scott. Ramona, Knives, uh, um, Wallace, all these people, and then they, um, along the way, there's like randomly in the the levels, you'll see like Knives' mom or like just different people that like are in the in the movie. Um, super cool. And then the the boss fights at the end of each uh, level are just like super varied, so epic. Yeah. Uh, you you can you can level up your character a long time, and it's really challenging. Like if you let's like go through it. There's also like along with like, like the challenging nature, there are like old school cheats. Uh, so you can like uh, use a cheat code to get unlimited money, and then use that to buy this in this secret store. Um, you pay off uh, Scott's late fees, and you can buy like uh, XP and extra lives and all that stuff to kind of like it's it's kind of it's the uh, the it's kind of like um, Celeste in the in the the way that if you if you really just like want to play this to enjoy it you totally can they give you that option you have to work a little bit at it like you have to put the cheats in it but like uh that's what i did for um scott like i was tired of like replaying the same same level over and over again and i'm like all i'm gonna do here is i'm gonna grind the same first few levels until i accumulate enough money to buy this stuff i'm like well why don't i just use this code oh yeah to just do it now instead of going through all this grinding that i don't really want to do anyway and i did it and freaking loved the uh, the game. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing I think about, like with cheat codes, and, and that's part of, I guess, why I, I wish more games had cheat codes in them, like modern games had cheat codes in them these days, is because like what they did was like they took a game that you potentially like like would love and took out some of the pain points of it. Like where it's even like with yeah. Sonic, like back in the day on on Game Gear or whatever, where it's like, okay, well every time I turn off my Game Gear, I have to start over. Whereas if you use a cheat code, it's like, oh, I can pick up where I left off. And so like in, you know, doing so, like you would you would end up, you know, playing through all the levels of the game whereas like maybe before you either didn't have the skill or you didn't have the time to do that, you know? And so like it allowed you to get way more enjoyment out of this thing that you purchased than than you had before. So like I just wish a lot of games would have that in it. And I guess like some some <laughs> some games like Assassin's Creed sell those as like microtransactions where it's like, hey, you want to get double XP forever? Here's pay, pay 10 more dollars and you can yeah. be, have double XP forever. And it's like, well, that seems like you've just monetized a cheat code. So, yep. you know, anyway, but I'm, I'm happy that it's in this game and I'm happy that that like that those pain points can potentially be taken out because that's exactly what I'm going to do, dude. Because like rather than grinding those levels and like spending that amount of time and frustration and effort to do something that I potentially like would give up halfway through um i'm just gonna go ahead and enter the cheat code and and enjoy it well and the the thing is like there the only criticism i have against this game is um like if like whenever it was released the first time you and i played through it like on the same console sure yeah in the same room and that's what made it like uh it it doable um because it, it is hard to beat these beat these bosses just by yourself um, especially like toward the end, you have like bosses with like multiple people and you're fighting mm. two people at once, sometimes three mm-hmm. and, uh, it just gets like kind of crazy. But, uh, the network play, I don't know how they, they just, it's just basically over the internet. You can play with friends over the internet. It doesn't like, it doesn't like 
progress you through the solo story at all. That's so, so weird. So I mean, it's you not can still as level if... up your character. You still get you still get you know XP. You still get money, but like it doesn't unlock. Like if you go back to the the overworld, it's like you haven't unlocked any levels. Hmm. So in some in some games, so I think like of Streets of Rage four. I think the way that it worked, if I remember correctly, was that like one of you would have your save, and the other person would come and join on that save, and you wouldn't, the person who joined on that save wouldn't make progress, but Which the other person would. Yeah, yeah that's, that's also a bummer, a bummer. too. But, like this is the worst bummer. Yeah. Where, like neither of you make progress. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah. So like you like it's almost like whenever that person goes away, if you if and uh, like they jo- rejoin you the next day, you just have to start from scratch again. Basically, well, what? no, you don't have to start. It doesn't start you from scratch. You, I mean, if you so say we go start go start a network game right now. Yeah. Like we can literally play any level. Like they're all unlocked already. Whoa, so there's, so, like, there's they no don't unlocking have... it. There's no progression in the uh, in no. The, there's no oh. no need for it because it's all unlocked, what? which is which is how everything is after you beat the game. But yeah, yeah, that's super strange. I don't know why that's the choice they made. I mean, obviously, like in, any amount of like extra development that they're doing on this game, it's like I'm happy about. Like I'm happy that they, they at least even have like an online option because like originally it didn't have an online. Um, option for co-op, but that just seems like the, the the like laziest way to do it. I don't. But maybe their code just resisted them from being able to do it at all. Like maybe it was just like this is literally the only way we can do uh, co-op. Some for some reason. Maybe it's possible. I mean, it's an older game. Anything's you know? possible. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I've been up to. It's been awesome. a lot of fun. I'm I'm super uh, excited about that. There's the if you want some physical editions, you can go to uh, Limited Run Games. They have physical editions right there. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for pre-order, I'm gonna pre-order uh, pre-order that this weekend. Yes. Um, super pumped about that. Me too, man. And I know that like they're like they're super happy uh, like uh, about it, like the developers and the the creators and things like that, because some new licensing thing this time around like allows the like the 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 creators of the the actual like book or whatever to make money on it um, rather than before. I don't think that anybody from like you know they didn't make money on on the uh, the actual game at all. So like the royalties somehow were were skewed, and so a lot of people like ended up not getting um, you know any amount of royalties on anything you know the 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 music or the or the the story or anything like that. Whereas this time I think that's how they were able to uh, like because the the license re like re went back to the people who originally held it, and then it's like okay, well this is why they're re-release happens because they renegotiated those contracts and now we can re-release it and so i think a lot of people who are like the creators of scott pilgrim and the you know the 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 anamanaguchi and a lot of people there that were involved are super excited about this version and are happy that it's it's doing so well this time around yeah dude it's totally awesome all right so later we're going to talk about uh we're going to review Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> did we even say that up front? I don't know. If I, we think did. We I think did. we did. We did. We yeah. did. But first, the news. The news! All right, John. The news. We have one, one uh, big, big news story. Um, and what I'm going to try to do because like there's tons of uh, there's a great. Let me see. I'm going to pull up. There's some some links. I'm going to uh, maybe I can put them in the uh, the show notes at stayontargetpodcast.com. Ooh. Um, as well as uh, I'll just direct you to them here for like this is the deep dive research I was doing last night. Let's see if I can find it. I don't know. Hang it's on. It's been a minute Let's... since we've had like reference material to go to like you know the website and uh, and do you know. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm going to be able to find stuff right now because 
Um, okay, well, I'm going to... There's a... Um, crap. Give me two seconds. Pretty sure I can find them in this chat. Um, or on my in my history, on my phone. The most roundabout ways uh, that we go through to find the links that we've looked at, you know? <laughs> I always I know, do yeah. the same, dude. Well, I'm always just like, you know, you just you go on this, you know, dark, no, no, not dark, like internet, you know, like deep dive. That's what I was trying to say. Deep dive, not dark dive, deep dive. <laughs> and uh, you, you like end up, you're like, hey, I don't even know what, you know, how I got here and what, you know, I'm necessarily like reading. And yeah, if you, look like, at okay. the, if you look at the paper trail, it's like, you know, just a, a mess, you know? You're just like, oh my goodness, that which of these 1,000 links is the one that I thought was the best? Okay, first there is an article on IGN called GameStop Stock, GameStop stock Surges to Record Highs as Investors Battle Redditors, okay? There's also one on, on, uh, on um, GameStop uh, Wall Street bets is back on Reddit, but still banned from Discord after GameStop stock stir- surge. They've been updating those the past couple days. Uh, there's also one on Vice called uh, How Chaotic Redditors Made GameStop, GameStop Stock. That's real hard to say. Skyrocket and made short sellers cry. And then there's one on Ars Technica called Gaming the System, How GameStop Stock Surged 1,500% in nine months. It's amazing. So I'm going to try to boil this down, John. So yeah. first, um, first I want to, I, I'm going to, I'm going to explain because it took me a minute to really figure it out. Okay. I'm going to try attempt to explain what short selling a stock is. So in this scenario, there are three different entities. There is the owner of a stock. There is a broker of the stock and then there is mm-hmm. the buyer. So like, Oh Yeah you and I could buy something from this broker who has technically borrowed this stock from the person who actually owns it. So what right. happens is um, speculators, if you're this broker and you want to make some money by short selling some stock, you pick a company that you think is going down. Like you think it's, it's the, the, like its value is going to plummet. And so what you do is you, you're projecting forward. Right now the value hasn't plummeted yet, but it's, it's about to. And so you, you say, okay, uh, GameStop is about to go down. So I'm going to find somebody over here, usually some kind of like investment bank or something like that, that owns stock in GameStop. I'm going to borrow it from them and with sell a promise that. to return it at with a later promi- date. Yeah, with a promise to return it with just a small fee. So like that investment bank, no matter what, they either they get the value of the stock back yep. plus the fee. Yeah. You are the one as the uh, not not as the uh, not us like as a hedge fund or investor. Are, you're the you're the uh, a broker. You're the yeah. one risking what you're about to do. And so yeah. you take that stock, you sell it, say for a hundred dollars because that's the price of the stock, and you bet that it's going to go down. And you sell it to someone still owing you owe you know a hun- you 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 owe the uh, the the stock over here back plus plus a certain fee. Here's where where it all gets fuzzy. Yeah. Uh, whenever the uh, stock goes down, you say it go, drops to fifty dollars, so it went from hundred to fifty. You, you decide to buy that stock back, so you can give it back to to the investment banker, mm-hmm. plus the fee, mm-hmm. and you buy it back from the person you sold it to, for or for anyone, but buy it back at fifty dollars. Yeah, but you sold it for a hundred, so you just made fifty dollars. Yeah, you just made fifty bucks. 
And so, like, that's the that's the whole idea behind it. Well, like, GameStop apparently. Um, there, there were the. Uh, it's been like rising a little bit. They've switched CEOs, and so like, and they've made some some gains it, around sometime last year. It bottomed mm-hmm. out at like below three dollars a share. Sure. And uh, which was we talked about that on the show. Like whenever they were just kind of like at they the like, lowest. Yeah, and they were like they were like okay, we're gonna have to close out half of our stores. We're like yeah. blah 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 because like they're they're big like you know. Ace in the hole was like we're gonna revamp our stores by having in store events. Yep. And then yeah, we have COVID. a pandemic, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. well, Which, that's I mean, not going to work. I'm still waiting for those because that sounded awesome. Like we talked it, about it. it. I, was, it I was pumped. Yeah, I did. Uh, me too, man. And, and maybe one day we'll get back to them. But right now, <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, investors looked at the situation, much like we did whenever we were talking about it on the podcast and said, oh, yeah. this ain't good. <laughs> uh, this is a And said, I don't know how problem. you can claw back from this. <laughs> no. So they bet on... GameStop basically going under. So uh, it's estimated, apparently, that there were over 1 million shares of stock that were shorted, meaning people had bought them or borrowed them and sold them, needing to return them to the the original owner. Correct. Uh, And uh, so... Redditors, there's a couple like... There's a couple of discords and a couple of Reddit Reddit pages that uh, called... One was Wall Street Bets... Was the uh, the Reddit page where people like started noticing this and were noticing, hey, let's you know, like we could we could maybe drive this the price of this stock up because what happens is in that scenario you have so many people who have shorted the stock, so many people mm-hmm. who need to at some point owe this stock back to the people they borrowed it from. They have yeah. to buy it back. They are uh, and they don't want to lose money on it, so they don't want to want to um, to buy it back for any definitely not anymore, but not even like at what they they sold it for. Mm-hmm. They have to buy it back. So many people that had done that that they knew that the these uh, the re- these people on Reddit knew that like if we start buying it, it will trigger these short sellers to start yep. buying it back, which also drives the price up super super high. Yeah, because they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose like all of their they all of their, their money. Investment. You know, right. so even if they break even on it, it's like okay, well at least I broke even or and even if I but lost like just if I lost a thousand, you know, thousand dollars on it, okay, great, I lost a thousand. But you know, like the amounts that we're talking about here, because so many people now are frantically trying to 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 buy back the stock that they had like short sell sold, it's like it's just driving the price up and up and up and up and up and up. So uh, that's what happened. It went from, it, like, I think, uh, so yesterday, um, uh, this all kind of went down and drove the, the price up to above, like, $300 in, like, at overnight trading. And today it was, like, I saw um, some people saying they'd, they'd seen it for above, just above $500 per share. Yeah. We're talking it went from th- below $3 per share sure. back yeah, last year to mm-hmm. over $500 per share to the point where... Um, <laughs> uh, Robinhood, the 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 single stock like trading app, uh, decided to stop letting their um, their members buy it today, as well as TD Ameritrade, like stopped letting people buy single stocks of it, mainly because they they were they're saying like this this lift this these hedge funds that um, have short sold the stock are going to go under. And then that could have larger ramifications. This is the argument, at least. Larger yeah. ramifications in the economy. And at the same time, there's like the arguments on the other side where it's like, listen, you guys do this all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Why is it all of a sudden not okay for normal people on Reddit, right. <laughs> you know, to do right. this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, there was also the thing of like the one of the hedge funds that had shorted so much of GameStop uh, also owns uh, the majority of like Robinhood, the app. Yep. <laughs> It's oh like, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's like Citadel. Ooh. Citadel owns like they they shorted the stock and they own Robinhood, and so yeah. they, it looks like there's some like shady stuff happening it's there. Like, and it probably this is. Fe- this feels I like mean, like some market manipulation of sorts, you know. You've got the 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 head of uh, Barstool Sports out there, you know, calling for uh, class action suits against these people for not allowing you know the ordinary guy, you know, the, the every man to win, basically. And so sure. like I think we'll probably see some suits of some yeah. kind being like you know like. You're letting us sell the stock, but you're not letting us buy it, Um, even though this is the kind of stuff that you were betting against happening, and Mm -hmm. you just happened to lose this time. Yeah, it's It's just like like, like you just happened to be the person who's like left holding the bill right now. So the other thing, like on the uh, on that uh, episode of the Indicator by Planet Money, Money, which is a great listen, it's like eight eight uh, eight minutes long or something like that, and like they go through, they use the analogy of like squirrels short selling acorns or something like that. So like breaks it down like really like in in like like super ridiculous simple terms, but like the what they mentioned was that like the uh, the people who are saying, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this stock, you know, one of the mass, aren't they also going to lose right now? Like people who are buying right now, like who are not, you know, just trying to buy back and short sell, like save their skin basically. Um, and the, the person said, well, a lot of times what can happen is you can, rather than buying a actual stock, you can buy a, a, uh, an option to buy a stock, which is oh, much yeah. less expensive than buying the actual stock. But what happens right. is whenever you tell a bank, hey, I want to I option a stock, that bank then has to buy the stock right. in order to have it on hand just in case you want to buy it. And so you're paying like a small amount of a fee to drive up this <laughs> this price even more. So it's just a, uh, it's a super fascinating thing, man. <laughs> Totally. Well, and like the other thing that's like crazy to me, um, and I like, and I'm still like haven't, and maybe I need to listen to this podcast, but maybe they explain it. Like, there are more stocks being sold than there are actually GameStop stock. And there mm-hmm. are, like, I was reading something, I just didn't really understand this exactly. I'm going to like try to dive into it. They're like, basically, there's probably not even any original GameStop issued stock left. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't understand how that even happens. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the way that, like, you know, creating more stock, uh, like, uh, in a company or, like, more, uh, yeah, more shares. Like, I've I've listened to podcasts about that, like, side of things where it's, and I, I'm not even sure I understand it because, like, even at its simplest terms, like, you can own an original stock of a company, right? And then all of a sudden that company decides to generate, like, thousands more, of more and shares it's worth and, less yeah and yours is worth like a ridiculous amount less so yeah like i don't yeah. i don't understand the whole like oh we're we're selling more shares than actually like exist it's like i don't know what that even means right i mean it's kind of i mean I, you know i understand things like when they're like yeah there's more paper money in in, in circulation than we have hard sure. gold or whatever to back it of up course. you know like since we left the gold i, I understand that but whenever we start, we're starting. We're talking about imaginary things anyway. Like, yeah, this is like imaginary, more imaginary things on top of that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, ima- it's, like, it's imaginary pieces of a company that you yeah, can't really do much with. Yeah, this isn't like bonds. You know, like this isn't like right. you know the pieces of paper they're stealing in Die Hard. Like these are just like things. There's, it's <laughs> yeah, all electronic. Are, they're ideas, Chris. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. So anyway, like I mean, 
one uh, this is the thing I, like there, there, it's, it's it's interesting enough to intrigue me but not yeah. like interesting enough for me to like be like I want to be a stockbroker sure. you know sure. uh, like I, I'll, I'll watch wall, things like Wolf of Wall Street be like yeah I yeah. get it I want to be yeah. like that guy and then, then you know like you try to dive into like understanding it all you're like hmm no yeah I'll just uh, pay someone else to do this for me <laughs> Yeah. And as I, as I mentioned, like earlier on, it's like, you know, it's very rare that like my, my, cause like I have a, I have a, I have a curiosity with like, uh, with economics just in general. It's like, I'll like try to understand like different economic concepts and listen to podcasts that like talk about economics and the, in different perspectives on it and that sort of thing. And this is one where I was just like, my interests are colliding right now. <laughs> you know, I know. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, any other stock and I would be like, well, whatever, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. Walmart stock or something. Yeah, like, it's like mm, short sale, short sale, you know, that's, but yeah. like, you know, in, in general, like it's like my interest of like what is a short sale ver- and and also like gaming is like oh they're they're yeah. together. <laughs> well, and what I think is is hilarious is that this is this is what I was thinking about earlier today. Um, and this I didn't read. This is kind of just an original thought. I was just sitting around like I was, I was like, when it comes to something like GameStop, that gamers have a, an interest in studying, and uh, people who grew up gaming are now our age and like have some expendable income and able to speculate and sure. do some things on the stock market. Yeah, the day trading and, kind and of then, situation. And then, and then you have you have uh, you have the the Wall Street in the stock market isn't a game, but it 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 plays like a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's so, real money. It's real it's, money. Yeah, it's, you know exactly. It's real money, and but it has rules and it has like there are ramifications. I'm like really. You just sit there and watch it long enough, and you're going to have people who are used mm-hmm. to playing games and win, sure. figuring out how to win games right. figure out how to win this game. Well, and how many like gaming podcasts have we listened to that are literally sponsored by Robinhood? You know, they yeah, talk totally. about like yeah, you they know. they created this situation. Exactly. You got the gamers into this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like and now that and now yeah, that idiots. like <laughs> like that's the whole thing is like the the technology has allowed the you know things like the stock market to be democratized to be like yeah. you know available to just everybody. Um, and so now that that's like coming now to that, fruition. Yeah. You know, now that in, that's happening, and they're like, oh. Oh, crap what did we do and you're like well you did this this is your own fault you created it and put it into the hands of the people who can freaking beat you at the game because they're smarter than you <laughs> right or because they know like they see what you're doing and they can yeah, like they, they can it. just they're like okay well there's like, oh, there's too many people like works. there are literally too many people that have shorted this thing like this is not yeah. <laughs> that dude it's just like this perfect storm yeah. of like the the right decisions gone wrong. That's yeah. how I would. If I was writing an article on this, that's what I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like don't you know, don't don't pretend to be like oh, I'm all for the people, and then like be upset whenever the people when do happens, something like this. When, you know? Yeah, it, it's like Robinhood, like the app Robinhood. You're like, guys, you can make some money at the stock market. Come trade with us, and then they come make some money on the stock market. They're like, holy crap, we need to yeah. regulate. Sorry, guys. Like well, quite uh, literally, the name of the app. Denotes like you know, take yeah, from, take steal from the, the rich, rich, give to the poor, give to the poor, <laughs> and, and then so when that that's, actually happens, that's happening, <laughs> dude. I'm like more outraged now that I'm talking talking about this on the podcast, bro. The app did it. The app actually like it as advertised, man. Yeah, it did it. It did exactly what it was, to, it, was it was meant to do, and in a hundred percent legal way. <laughs> yeah, the only thing illegal happening is them freaking shutting down the trading, right? 
potentially right. illegal. I don't I have no insight into the laws and regulations on Wall Street, but it no, seems well, shady to me. It seems super shady. When, when, you, when normally, whenever something something seems real shady, I would say ninety nine percent of the time it's kind of shady. It's definitely yeah, definitely shady. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. goodness! Anyway, dude, like it's just insane. Yeah, insane. it's really fun. I mean, it's it's just been fascinating, like for me to catch up on, because like I literally like you know have my head down for like a week, and I like come right. back and I'm like, what the what? Well, and and what? this is the thing. It kind of made it, like at one point I was like, well, crap. I, w- <laughs> I wish I had bought some like GameStop oh, yeah. stock. But then well, I was I mean, like, in what world was I ever <laughs> yeah. going to be like, you know what I should buy? I should buy some GameStop stock. Honestly, because, though, uh, like you know. Back whenever it was three dollars, and like, and people on I gaming, know, you know, places know. would be would be like, it. it's hit a new low or whatever. Like, literally, like, like people were like, you go. should probably buy this. The, yeah. You know, the new well, consoles like, are going to come out this winter. People are going to want those consoles from someplace, so you should some, probably buy this. You know, just going to do some quick math real fast, John. Okay, so say, <laughs> I mean, you know, what is what, what would you say is like a uh, okay, like. Uh, I can easily just spend. I feel like I could spend fifty bucks. That's probably about the max. Like I'm just gonna yeah. spend fifty bucks, like just doing something. You know, like yeah, that's probably you know. like so it's like dinner and a movie. Um, fifty bucks at least, or it actually might be just the movie. Um, but like that's probably my you know my max on like hey I'm just gonna go spend some money or something like that. So like let's say we had bought at at, at three dollars a share, which is the um, lowest. You know, right. that would have <laughs> bought us sixteen ish stocks so 16 stock and say you had sold it at its high of five hundred dollars <laughs> that's eight thousand dollars yeah like even at three hundred dollars you're just adding two zeros you know it's yeah. just like let's just let's do this on like another level let's just say like let's just say uh you're like hey i'm gonna put a hundred dollars in this thing you have a hundred yeah. shares that would be oh yeah <laughs> Fifty thousand. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you think about, like, even people, like, so a couple weeks ago, like, the first of the year, their stock was around, like, uh, on the Planet Money uh, or the Indicator podcast, they talked about being around forty bucks, right? And they were saying at the time, their their analysts, they were saying at the time, that's probably overvalued, right? Probably the same people who were who were short selling this thing, hoping that it, like, you know, goes (laughs) goes down. Um, but like there are people who bought in at 40 bucks whenever this whole thing, like everybody, the writers were like, let's just start driving the price up. Even if you bought in at 40 bucks and you were like, if, if your intention was to drive this thing up. And so you buy like 300, $400 worth of these things at like, so 10 shares at 40 bucks a pop. And then you sell them <laughs> back to the, the short sellers at 500. It's like, again, that's just an absurd amount of money. Right. Well, and that's, it's just like, come on. Like. Just let us. Pl- you're getting mad because they figured out the rules of the game. It's right. like you're gonna, you're flipping the table over and be like, you can't play anymore. Right. You know, right. like only I can win. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, and that's the risk. That's the risk incurred by like the you know, short selling. You know, and, and and anything in the stock market, you buy into a, a stock, even if you're not short selling, you're just buying a stock in a company, and the company's value goes down. It's like, well, you lost money. You know, you you took a risk. You lost money, and then and the opposite side of that is like if you're short selling, and it's like oh, so there the value goes down. It's like oh, I you made money. So like there there are the, it cuts both ways, man. <laughs> totally, totally for sure. Um, if anything changes in the next week or so, uh, we'll let you know. 
give you an update next week. I mean, I, uh, this is still fresh. This is like is yeah. yesterday and today. So right. like, I mean, tomorrow by the time this airs, something else could be going on. So right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. That's the news. All right, John. Now it's time to review Wonder Woman 1984. Now, the bummer part about this is if uh, any of our listeners want to go watch it on HBO Max, sorry guys, you're out of luck. I just left this week. (laughs) Yeah, like literally I watched it the last day. Yeah. The last possible Um, moments that you could watch this movie on HBO Max, I did that. Yeah, and actually I'm going to pull up while we're kind of talking here. Like I want to, at the end of this, talk about... Um, I don't know if we have release dates for all the HBO Max movies. Ooh. And we can see, like, maybe we can coordinate a little bit better HBO Max movies. Heck yeah. Uh, I mean, this one coming out on Christmas Day, like, did not do it any favors for me to watch it that week. Because, like, it was just, you know, it's a a big holiday, you know? Okay, yeah, I have an article. Every new movie premiering on HBO Max in 2021. Why did I? What is this? Some kind of, like, weird (laughs) side-scrolling website? What is happening here? All right. Anyway, I'm going to deal with this later. <laughs> it's going to frustrate me later. It's made for, like, I guess an iPhone or whatever. And it's just like you have to, like, click on the side of the screen to, like, even see the next slide, quote unquote. It's like a slideshow. Interesting. Slide Interesting. Anyway, people get fancy. I think it makes their website cool. It is not. Um, Wonder Woman. So we'll do a non-spoilery part and then a spoiler-filled part. Spoiler um, build for the non-spoilery part, John. <laughs> uh, what was what was kind of your take on this movie? Um. So. So okay, I I have complex feelings about this movie, Chris. Um. It's it's I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a lot of big things in it. There are also other things in it where I'm just kind of like, ah, it's it's a long movie, you know. <laughs> Like that's, it was also like the overwhelming like thing. It's like, it just, it, it feels like the pacing is a little too slow in, in some places for me and that sort of thing. And I, I, I think it's intentional in a lot of cases. And so like, you know, just those choices for me, some of those like intentional choices d- aren't my thing. Um, and so I think that that's kind of, you know, that, that's the pain points for me. It's like these intentional yeah. choices that are just not my jam, but all the other things I loved. And I think that like, it, there are lots of things in here that I'm just like, man, I, that element of it makes this movie for me, you know, or that, you know, there's a few key things in there where I'm just like, I love this, this, you know, this universe, this wonder woman. I love like the, uh, these characters and everything. So I don't know, man, it's, it, it's a mixed thing because of the presentation being, uh, being some, sometimes out of my wheelhouse or out of my own like preferences, but, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, dude. Like, so I'm going to kind of at least assume people have seen the trailer. Is it that is that sure. fair? I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, yes, I love I love Wonder Woman. the The villain Maxwell Lord is one of my favorite villains in all of DC. Yeah. Um, like we can we'll talk about in the spoilery section, but there's just like things about him that make me like really like him as a villain. Sure. Um, and uh, and I love the '80s. Like the '80s. Like you know, we're, you know, you think about Stranger Things. Like one of the best kind of like '80s vibey uh series in in recent memory like it's just really cool the way that they incorporate it i I can't say the same for like like wonder woman like Mm -hmm. 
the the length like makes me like weirds me out like I, I, this thing there's all these things that I guess my point is that they this I should have loved this movie this should have been one of the best movies I have ever seen and sadly it was not I even went in with low expectations mm. like because I'd seen kind of some of the reviews or whatever I hadn't read them but I saw like the scores and I was like okay and 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 I feel like it didn't it didn't miss like I it didn't go in I went in with low expectations it didn't like you know it wasn't worse than those but it like kind of sure. hit them and I was like oh okay like yeah. I get it you know but like by all accounts dude on paper should have freaking loved this thing I mean sort of you know you mentioned the the Stranger Things thing and I think like we talked about in the like the first season of Stranger Things where like the reason the Stranger Thing nails what it does in a lot of cases is because it uses the setting as a setting but then does like modern uh filmmaking modern storytelling devices in order to tell the story in the 80s um, and so they like absolutely nail the setting where it's like, oh, these, these things that are you're, you're filming in the 80s, but a lot of the furniture is from the 70s and stuff. So they get the vibe right. But then in a lot of cases, like they don't like they don't double down on the pacing of movies from this from the 80s. They go for like the whole modern horror kind of things, you know, the tension sure, of, think, of those think, things there. But that's fine. Like uh, what I don't I mean, and I don't even know if the pacing that was the reason for the pacing issues. Yeah. Like I think that's what we can kind of compare it to, but like, yeah, I, I just think that that this is just an overly long uh, movie that like takes way too long to tell a pretty simple story. Sure, I mean, like, and I guess like my thing is, it's like the, this is the opposite of that, where it's like the setting is like okay, it's just kind of like this transparent. Let's throw a '80s lens on this, you know, where it's like oh, you have the the mall or you have the look of this, and it's not like doesn't necessarily feel like they go in the in the weeds as far as like how authentic does this room look to the '80s. Um, but then well, they do the yeah. opposite of that where they go, let's, let's, let's do the, you know, let's make it a, the whole first act, like an homage to the Superman one and two kind of movies and that sort of thing. And, and, uh, and it's just, it doesn't, doesn't feel quite, it's, it's not what I would have preferred, you know? Totally. Well, and like the thing is, I don't, and I don't mind some of that, like, um, some of that tonal stuff. Like I, it's even kind of down to like the music. Okay. Hans Zimmer did the music. Music's great. It's just not 80s. Like, it doesn't have, sure. like, nothing makes me think that this is in the 80s, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, you should, down, like, if you're really wanting to still have an orchestral score or something like that, you need to, like, come up with some themes that, yeah, remind us of, like, the old Superman movies or maybe, mm-hmm. like, you know, Jurassic Park, you know, kind of John Williams kind of stuff. This just sounds like any other, I was I honestly thought it sounded kind of like what uh, Hans did for Dark Phoenix, you know, like, he has, mm-hmm. has those kind of, like, big, uh, huge orchestral um, themes in it. And I'm like, this is just like, not what I wanted from this. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I, yeah. And I, I can totally see that too. Like where it's like, you know, the music definitely didn't like, you know, denote the eighties almost at all. And then, you know, it's just a lot of the visuals and that sort of thing, you know, just seemed kind of, Oh, this is just in the eighties because we want people to have like big hair and like, you know, and be able to have these styles and like yeah. in so, some, some aspects of that, I'm like, Oh man, that was great. I loved that that added to it, but I just wish they would have like completely like gone there or like, you know, done, done different choices than they made, you know? So. Right. Well, and like one of the, you know, I think one reason why you would set films in the past um, is that there are different constraints in the past, you know, like, there are no mm. cell phones. There's no mm-hmm. like different like you just have like you have to you have to pick up a phone and call somebody or you know you have to take a bus or something like that and like they kind of alluded to it you know like with uh, with the with the taxi she's taking a taxi I guess you know or whatever but like 
I don't know. That's just that's just not eighties. You know, I, I will know. say that there there are two big plot points that whenever we get into the spoilers, that it had to be in the eighties. Totally. Um, you yes. Know, I, and, and, and I and I know what you're talking about, and I yeah. and I get it. You know, like it's, but you still could have done that in, in this time. Mm, I mean, I I would disagree. Like, because I, the, I, because the technology is not real. We can get that. We can talk about it whenever we get there. But the technology yeah. is not real, and so uh, you're making something up that you could have made up for any time. I mean, not even the technology aspect of it. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. It's it it's <clears> part of the conflict. Like part of like why why it's such a disaster whenever things you know if if the the villain gets their way. Yeah. Oh well, that was, that, that exists now too. We can talk about it later. <laughs> Um, cool. Acting I thought was great. I yeah. you know, like uh, you know, for the most part, I think like um everybody did a pretty good job. I, you know, the 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 one thing that like uh, we can talk about in the spoilers uh, a little bit, but like I have some issues with Maxwell Lord a little bit um in his portrayal, but uh the the actors I think did a pretty good job. Um we talked about music. There weren't a whole lot of visual effects in this you know not 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 the extent that you would think that there would be one thing i do want to say that like you know as far as like some of the action stuff goes it's amazing to me how um like i love the choreography of something like this like with wonder woman and then i i'll I'll equate it uh there was a comparison that somebody made i think it was uh let me see i wrote their name down um matt perslow from ign mentioned in in the review over there like he mentioned that that there's a similarity between this and Captain America in that like whenever they choreograph it, they have the like Captain America and Wonder Woman moving in ways that like only those characters would do this action in. Like you can't you can't necessarily say, oh man, this looks like generic uh, you know, action movie star or whatever. It's like this is like she the way she does action with the whip, with the with the with the the swinging around and that sort of thing. The way that they, she moves is like it's just her, you know, it's just Wonder Woman. So like you can freeze frame almost any amount of that action and that's like a comic cover. And I love that. Like I love that that, that um, within the superhero movie uh, genre, you have that happening. Um, and so like that's, that's one of the things that I like about this versus something like even like a lot of the Batman stuff that you have where it's like a lot of the Batman stuff you get into now, it's like everybody moves like Batman because Batman is like is awesome and like has this stuff happening. Whereas like with Wonder Woman and Superman, you get into these things where it's like they're because they're powers are so like fantastical they can do these things in in ways that only they can do them in and uh and i appreciate like that aspect of it it's just fun to watch the action yeah totally um do you want to go ahead and spoil this thing i think we do i think uh the spoiler clock is gonna wind down chris in a five in a four in a three in a two in one throw out a spoiler Steve Trevor is not real. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't man! Know. Like I, I mean, he's, he's real. Like he, he's he comes, real. He's just, but but he's not he, really back. Right. He comes back, but then he leaves, and that's the that's the heartbreaking thing, man. Yeah, because he's not real. Like I mean, he was he was real. But he's not. He's not. He's not alive. He's not really alive anymore. Right. Like this right. is not like he's alive again. Um, and I thought well, that was done really interesting. Because yeah. I mean, he basically like she um, the whole thing. If you for some reason are listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, um, Maxwell Lord, um, he, there's this uh, what do they call it? Dreamstone, and he becomes the Dreamstone, um, and uh, people re- fulfill people's wishes. But with whenever you wish for something and you get your wish, uh, you also like lose the thing that you value most. 
And so um, Wonder Woman wished for Steve Trevor to come back, and she started losing her powers. Yeah, lost and, her ability to help people. And But Steve wasn't really Steve. He was in someone else's body. She just saw Steve, whereas right. everyone else would see this other dude. Right. And I, But I thought it was interesting the way that they did that, you know, like when she realizes who he is, that um, that then you see Steve Trevor, like yeah. she sees Steve Trevor. Yeah, and that's a, it was super interesting because like the, that, among a lot of other things, like played around with these like things that, 80s movies did really well like that like is like oh it's a classic like oh body swapping kind of a like a a 80s thing even if it's just like tiny little brief like glimpse into it and uh and like i thought that was super interesting the way they handled even like him turning back into the other dude where it's like that kind of happens like off off camera as well where it's just like you're like oh man now he's just this other guy you know just steve trevor wasn't really you know ever alive again you know that sort of thing yeah um, so the thing, let's just kind of jump around to some of the things we were talking about. The, the thing that I was mentioning with like Maxwell Lord, like the one piece about him that I didn't really ever, like, I didn't think they fleshed out well was his relationship with the son. And like, it just feels so mm. like surface level and, and it's meant to be this like really heartfelt thing, but you don't really understand the connection there. Like, like, cause it's supposed to be kind of like, you know, his son really loves him, but he keeps trying to connect with him in the wrong way. And it you know breaks his son's heart, but then eventually breaks Maxwell's heart because he realizes that he's been doing this. But like sure. none of that translates. Yeah. Like not in the way that I think they wanted it to. Yeah, and then so like where that could have easily like been tra- like put put in was whenever she has the uh, the 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 lasso of truth around his ankle and shows him Mm, these scenes from his past and like they show him like they show scenes of his past of like him you know as a kid and him as like being bullied and all this stuff and it's like okay well obviously like that 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 all is is somewhat pertinent but like you're right like it's the it's the son that's more pertinent to the to the transition to the change of the character to this exact yeah. moment it's right. he sees his son you know it's like all this other stuff didn't matter you know it's like right. oh the setup all the you know who, who he was as a as a child or as a, like a high schooler or whatever none of that matters what matters is what's this relationship with his son and yeah like you know it would have been nice to see some more of that within that moment specifically well, even, even like the other interactions with them you know like he was uh, you know, basically trying to show his love for his son in ways that didn't weren't really like ways that his son could receive that and really understand. You know, just saying mm. your you know your dad is successful and stuff like that. Like it, the the most like emotionally impactful part was whenever you know somebody called him a loser in front of his son and his son got all like upset and started crying. Like that was okay. I I relate to the son there, but mm-hmm. I don't relate to Maxwell Lord's side of it sure. ever. Uh, which to me is a problem. Like with that either the writing of that character or just kind of the betrayal where it just didn't really feel real to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, there are certain things about the the villain, like in this portrayal of the villain that I'm like, Oh man, this is like super, super interesting, super innovative yeah. in that, like in that he is evil without breaking the law Mm. and he changes the law. Like he literally takes like whatever rule you thought that it was in place to like, you know, uh, to, 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 and then he just changes it because of the way that he does the wish stone or whatever, where you're like, Oh man, he's definitely going to like decay and die at some point. Clearly he's sick. And then he like takes that and turns it completely on its head. Um, 
And that is just such a fascinating, interesting way to do a villain. And it led to like the third act, like this, the climax of the movie, like it led to like one of the most like interesting uh, final battles, quote unquote, that I, that like we've seen in superheroes in that like it wasn't people just you know, uh, hitting each other with fists. Like the first movie, like that was one of the things that I had where you have like Ares and it's like, you know, she was, you know, fighting the whole time, but then it just devolved into them beating each other up. Right. With their fists. Yeah. Which you kind of like, we kind of had that still with, uh, with Cheetah. uh, Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, but like in this case, it's like you ended this thing with like her convincing, you know, him and enough of the world, I suppose, like uh, to, to like to renounce their, their wishes or whatever. And it's like just such a, such a fascinating, uh, ending yeah. to this, uh, t- to that battle. Yeah. And I, and I, and I like that a lot. And like, I still like one of the reasons I like Maxwell Lord as a, as a character is he always has some kind of, there's always some kind of like, mind components to what he's doing. He's either sure. like tricking you to think that he's somebody that he's not, mm-hmm. or he's using some kind of mind control or, um, he's, uh, just manipulating things or people. And that's, that's what makes him feel so like, I think evil and insidious to me, but also it's like, okay, this isn't outside the realm of possibility. Like Lex Luthor with a, you know, brilliant mind and unlimited money and like, you know, giant, suit or something like that. Like that seems a little like, <laughs> um, except yeah. for the Smallville version of Lex Luthor. He, Lex Luthor is always just kind of like, okay, this is like just not real. But yeah. I feel like Maxwell Lord just has this kind of component to where he's, he is this every, every man. He's not a, he's, he's not, you know, like, um, he's not a Lex Luthor. He's not super rich. He's not, sure. you know, necessarily super smart. He's, and, and he's never been that way, even in the comics. Um, anything that he, he, has he has accumulated because he's um because of his trickery or his um uh you know just kind of underhanded tactics and yeah. uh, that's what makes him feel like such a good villain to me yeah yeah dude i mean that's the thing you know even in this like i i, I they nailed those like small aspects totally. of it but they didn't you know they, like you said they they kind of like missed the mark a little bit on like that the heart and like that yeah. what's that change that sort of thing so um but i am interested in seeing him in whatever the next wonder woman movie is like as, I know. you know well that's the other thing the i like one. about maxwell lord because even in the comics i don't even know if do they ever kill maxwell lord in the comics oh yeah dude okay there's an iconic story where he does which one <laughs> oh did man. i read it you sh- I think you've read it before. <laughs> Should I spoil it? Should I tell you? Yeah, just tell me. I mean, isn't there a moment where like somebody breaks, like Wonder Woman breaks his neck or something like that? Oh, you're freaking right. Yeah, what is that? Oh man, yeah, I forgot all him. about like, that. Because she's yeah. left no other choice. Like, there's there's yep. the Wonder Woman yep. thing of like yep. of like why would you why would you uh, you know kill when you can wound? Why would you wound whenever you right. can pacify? Right. You know, and like and it's like it's, it just like boils down. It's like the answer is like you have to kill this guy. You have to like it. Just yeah. it got you got into the situation. It was like in order to save anything, you yeah. have to. And so and she th- she did. So do you think the next Wonder Woman like he'll even be there? Like do you, don't you think we'll probably jump forward in time again and <sighs> You know, be like in the year two thousand or something like that. Man, maybe I, I kind of hope so. Like, is because like, sure, I like the past stuff, and I like the fact that like we're doing something different with her character than we were with uh with like with like 
for example, Captain America. Because, like, the only reason, like, hers was, was really set in World War One was, like, okay, cool, it's World War One, and that's not been done before in, in superhero movies. And, like, it, it, that's what I feel like, anyway. Because, like, because the first Avenger came out first and put theirs in World War Two, we now have a Wonder Woman that's in World War One, And so, like, anyway, it's, but in my mind, like, you would jump forward to me, like, this is the medium jump. Like, where it's like, okay, we have the past, we have the medium, we now have the Justice League, and now let's see what's happening in the future you know so like jumping a, a decent chunk to like modern day or even beyond modern day um i think would be a cool one to do yeah and like and that's that's a piece like unless they somehow make el maxwell lord figure out a way to not age or be immortal that's where i'm like man i i, don't know, and yeah. I feel like we're kind of done with him for now which is a bummer because like this yeah. is to my knowledge this is the first time he's appeared in a movie right 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 yeah like a live action movie sure yeah um, and Pedro Pascal like did a great job. I mean, like uh, totally. it's yeah, it so good, man. <laughs> um, and what's crazy is, so I, I recently watched, what was that movie I watched? Um, uh, it was a, a movie on, uh, Netflix. I may have talked about it, but it had like, uh, it had like Ben Affleck and, um, Pedro Pascal in it. Um, they were like, uh, man, what was it? They're like ex army guys and they go in to steal some bunch of money from this drug Lord and make it out of this country alive. Um, but the entire time, he just kind of talks in his, like, low, uh, gravelly voice. And yeah. the, enti- like, the entire time, all I'm thinking about is Mandalorian. <laughs> but yeah. like this in this movie, like, he changed it enough, so I'm like, it didn't sound like the Mandalorian at all, which was awesome. No, not at all. Well, and then just, like, going from, like, him being, like, a, you know, a good guy to a villain now is just, like, it's... It, 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 I, I was, like, curious, it, am I going to be able to make the jump? You know, and I was totally able to make the jump. Like you said, maybe it's just like the way he was, the register he was using, the different voice that he was using. Like, but like he just absolutely nailed this the this portrayal of uh, of a character. You know. Yeah. Um, speaking uh, of other oh, of villains, I, I wanted to like kind of jump over to uh, to the other villain, quote unquote. I get definitely villain by the end, but like villain of the movie. Um, in in Cheetah and Barbara, like uh, you know, the, it's just a that one. W- was interesting for me. Like I have, I have a few issues with like her arc as a character, just the overall thing, just in general, like of, of like there was a moment where all of a sudden she'd like read a bunch of books and like knew a bunch of things. And then she had found like the one person that would have the knowledge that they needed all of a sudden conveniently. And like, that was, it was like, man, you spent all of this time telling a really slow story through act one. You couldn't have dedicated some of that time to like bring me along on this journey with this person to find like this guy. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like, so I kind of wish that like, and that's the part, like the parts about this movie that I, another part that I don't like was, was again, I feel like there were just some really conventional, um, decisions made with this movie. Kind of mm-hmm. like in the first Wonder Woman where I'm just like, I don't think I'd watch that. I like, I don't, I don't watch that movie because the third act is so conventional mm-hmm. and, and, and it just kind of, I felt like that with, um, with, uh, with Cheetah and like that whole storyline, I kind of felt like that with. Um, with everything except for Maxwell Lord when it came to the conflict. Uh, mm. And even, I was, even like the love story just was, was just like just super conventional and didn't really feel like it really actually had a, a good spark to it. I don't know. Like, I mean, and the thing that I, like as far as like this, this one goes, like as far as Barbara's story goes, Cheetah, um, 
it just like they have this element of like oh another another 80s movie trope of like oh nerd to cool situation going on there and like that that didn't necessarily land for me because like you go from her being like this like happy go lucky woohoo you know awesome person to then like all of a sudden being like super evil you know and it's just like i didn't i wasn't taken on that journey with me cuz like or right. with her because like it just seems like eh, like it's not bad to wish people would notice you and like think that you're cool, right? Like that's that's a, that's fine. That's a good thing to do. And like and so how she got from that point to being power hungry evil lady was I guess that she made the wish that changed her. Like she it's like, "Oh, I just changed myself into something, you know, that 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 didn't that wasn't good anymore." And then it's just like, but it just wasn't communicated super well, like how that how that all happened, you know? It's like you go from like this person who just wants to be herself and be noticed to like, "Oh, she wishes to be somebody else." And then somewhere in that process turns into not Diana, but turns into like a completely evil person? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it's super weird and it's it's again, it's a kind of just conventional storyline. I I feel like they they had to have someone for her to fight you know i guess um and that's what that like ended up being i don't i don't i don't really know like i would have rather have seen you know her like turn at the end and help her fight maxwell lord rather than be this uh maybe i mean it does set her up it does set her up to potentially be in whatever the next one is because you know as who knows how far deep her powers go because i don't think any of that's going to be rescinded because you know she didn't necessarily rescind hers so like i don't know how much of the how much she'll turn back into barbara or how much she'll just be this like superhuman character now that probably lives forever so um I don't know, man. That's it's it's it. It'll be interesting what happens next with her character. I don't think we've seen the last of her. I also want to see like, okay, where did the dreamstone go? Like when mm-hmm. he, he, yeah. he renounced his wish, like where? Well, like okay, what is it? Is it back on Barbara's desk or like? Or I guess no, it would be in in Maxwell Lord's office. I don't know. Maybe I mean, or yeah, or did it just disappear somewhere and like? and uh, reappear somewhere else for other people to find, you know, because like he, uh, whenever they were doing the research, they said something like, oh, it jumps all over the place, but it, it denotes the end of a civilization. And it's like, okay, does it stay there or does it literally jump around? <laughs> you know, is it, is it right. somehow like, you know, whatever the gods imbued it with, is that just like some sort of like chaos uh, of some sort, you know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about real quick. We were talking, we were referencing the things that were like eighties only. So I assume you mean like number one, the TVs and all those kind of things. And then also sure. the nuclear weapons. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, like the, the tension between two countries, like literally like uh, on a hair, like Cuban missile crisis kind of level of like, we're going to fire some, some nuclear weapons and destroy the world. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, you know, like the, the tensions aren't, like palpable right now but i also fully believe that if we fired all of our nuclear missiles at russia right now they would fire all of theirs back sure but that wasn't quite what it was it was that like it was uh reagan wished for uh like lots more uh nuclear weapons and then reagan got those and whenever they went online russia saw that and they fired all their weapons so it's like no the reason that they were online is because they're firing they're about to fire like they're they're going off like they're they came online because like the whole online part was that cuz you can you can you can you can put them in their silos and not turn them on, make them turn sure, online yeah, yeah. like that was the whole thing was like we we launched all our stuff and they launched all theirs back which was always the like that's the mutually you know ensured destruction piece of the cold sure. war that 
everyone, you know, like, but again, all that exists today. Like we just it, pretend it doesn't. Well, yeah, you pretend it doesn't. And I also don't know if a different, like if in a different era, they would like, that would be the top of mind wish for like a, a world power, like the leader oh, of sure. the world okay. power. Yeah. I can see that being, yes, that's, that's a, uh, unle- unless it's like, you know, I think it was, uh, who was it recently? It was, um, Oh man, there, mean, it was like it was like North Korea or something like that. It was like the, you know one of his recent quotes or something was like, "We must acquire nuclear weapons for us to sure. uh, be taken seriously in the international community." So I could see someone like that wishing for more and more nuclear weapons. You know? Yeah, sure. And I'm just not sure, like, because in this instance, it's like that's that's not necessarily even like readily accessible. Like, but he like literally like could well, because of where it's set could walk into the office of a person that would have would have wished for that or it would be feasible sure you know who knows I, what they actually would do but like it, it would it, be feasible that they would wish yeah. for this. and that's and this, but that's the thing though like my, my i mean that's still a terrible reason for this to be set in the 80s <laughs> i mean like i'm not saying that that's why it's set there i'm just saying that couldn't have probably been as like believable uh, I feel like if you, it had you, happened you elsewhere. still could have made it happen you know like he he went to some random wherever we were where yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that dude who like that wall got built around everything sure, yeah. egypt or something like that like you easily just go go somewhere else to some even made up country and pretend you know like sarkovia or whatever yeah, you know like yeah, in yeah. avengers and have that happen maybe. you know like yeah yeah maybe i mean <laughs> and, and like you know and it is like you said it's, Again, it is fiction so it's not, like you yeah. can you can write anything you want you know <laughs> not worth not worth it being set in the 80s just for that fact alone you know sure. like i don't think that makes it feel 80s i mean you know doesn't make it not feel 80s but it uh, also yeah you, you're right it's it it makes it you know it, does it makes not, it, it it does barely anything for me in terms I mean, of making it feel like the 80s sure um yeah, I mean, like, and, and that's the thing about, like, the 80s just in general of, like, that being the theme. I, I feel like that that is, the idea was to, like, hey, we want this to be pre-whenever we have, what was it, uh, Batman versus Superman, where, like, everybody, like, knows right. that these people exist. Right. And, like, and so, you know, you want it to be kind of under the cover of, uh, of of secrecy somehow. And so that's, like, this is the setting that we landed on. And then, you know, what things can we pull in thematically that use the 80s as the setting to tell a, a cool story? And that's where we ended up with all of these other things. Um, and then that's where you end up, like I said, with, like, the nerd to cool kind of thing, the body swap kind of a situation going on there. Like, a lot of it, like, is it has the trappings of these things that were, were you know, from 80s movies. But it's just, like you said, I... I hesitate to say that, like, after the first act, that it feels very 80s almost at all, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm looking up right now, man, of of steel. So, and this is the other problem I have with stuff like this that's set, like, in the past like that, like, at least recent past. So Man of Steel came out in 2013. Okay, so say um, say he's... How, how old do you think Superman is in that in, in Man of Steel? Mm, probably 25 30 so say he's 30 30 yeah 30 i would say born 30. in 1983 which would have been the the the, the year the, before this yeah year before this was was you know, uh, so like you know there's just like a level of like i feel like people like they whenever people like Lex lex luther or people like superman show up then people would have like at least related it to, oh, remember this one time <laughs> whenever, yeah. you know, Maxwell Lord almost took over? We should probably stop this kind of thing. 
I don't know. I mean, that's and that's the part of like retconning anything. I know that and we run into those issues where it's like, where is Ahsoka during the original trilogy of Star Wars? You know that kind of stuff. Well, and then uh, they write stories that like you know somehow make it make it make sense somehow. You know where she's pulled forward and you know anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, I get that the retconning. I'm not a huge yep. fan of it. Yeah. In in most circumstances, Star sure. Wars is an exception in my in my book, just because I feel like it's a big enough place. It's mm-hmm. the whole universe sure. uh, right. versus literally the same country, you right. know? Yeah. And it's like in this, and how do you tell, like, I think the, the big, you know, puzzling thing with in superhero movies is like how, in this case is how do you tell a meaningful story that y- uses this character um, without it completely changing the world after this character shows up, you know? Um, and it's like, this is probably the, the most that you could probably do with it um, in this time period with, you know, I don't know, it's, uh, without it completely just, like, derailing, like you said, where it's like people are like, oh, man, who is the super person? You know, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. It, and I know that, like, uh, they, is, is, uh, Zack Snyder, at some point, like, along the way, like, had completely different vision for, for what Wonder Woman's past and that sort of thing. And it was kind of, like, completely, in my mind, misses the mark on, like, what that character even means. Because, like, he had her, like, holding a bunch of, uh, in some photo, like, uh, of a alternate past or whatever, like, had her, like, with some warlords holding a bunch of people's heads or something like that. And, like, that was his version of, like, what he wanted Wonder Woman's past to be. And it's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm glad we didn't go there because I like, you know, like, caring and heartfelt like Wonder Woman, not, like, completely unhinged warrior uh, Wonder Woman. Um, so, but at the same time, whenever those movies were made, like n- nobody was had was thinking like, oh man, Wonder Woman would have showed up back in when World War One or anything, you know. So, I don't know. It's it is what it is. I I do appreciate that DC is now like not completely uh, taking their movies and being like, oh, it has to be this one way, like they did with Suicide Squad, where like it has to be like this type of a of a thing, and like they're not using a hard a heavy hand on the on the steering wheel as far as like what these creators are able to tell, like what type of stories we can have. Um, but you do, they do still have these weird constraints of like, Hey, you need her to still be able to be secrets and that sort of thing in the eighties. So I, yeah, I'm hoping the next movie is in the future, man. I, cause I, I would like to see that. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I, I, I want, I, I'm still in on the, um, D, DC cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I hope that Wonder Woman performs well enough for us to get another wonder woman in this universe i also hope that like the new uh suicide squad performs well enough i hope that the the new version of justice league um you know finally creates something that we are (laughs) are proud of and like uh, as fans and want to watch um and i think we could probably get there like they just need to not try to rush things like that's that's been the problem the whole time is just trying to and, and again like whenever we have a ton like if this was a Marvel movie and like this would be I equate this to like Doctor Strange, you yeah. know, where it's like, well, it's kind of a weird movie and it was kind of like long and I didn't really understand some of it, but who cares? It was fun and it looked cool. And then you move on to the next one. The yeah. I think the problem And you're happy comes to in, see Doctor Strange like interact with other characters and whatever the totally. next one is, you know? I, th- I think you know, the problem comes in whenever it's like, okay, when it, when is the next DC movie? You know, and is it is it later this year or is it next year? And sure. you know, that, that that's whenever each movie, yeah. you know, just starts to hold more weight than it probably should. 
Right. Well, and as I've said before, like, you know, with, with like Batman, you have so many Batman movies, Chris. And then there are some bad Batman movies, you know? And those bad Batman movies don't matter nearly as much as like the second Wonder Woman movie being like, you know, people people will hold more weight where it's like the second Wonder Woman movie being like good, you know, <laughs> rather than like a masterpiece or whatever. And people are like, oh no, the character's in trouble. But it's like, no, Batman's had like some straight up bad movies, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it'll, the character is fine. <laughs> uh. So, John. Yeah. What are you going to rate this movie? Oh, man, I'm going to give this movie... Man, it's so hard because I, I also like loved the... Uh, like Steve Trevor, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Is like, the way that they interact, like her, Gal Gadot and, and as Wonder Woman and, and him as you know, Steve Trevor, like, that's, fast, that's amazing. This is just great to watch. Like, it's just fun. Whenever he's changing all the clothes and we're like interacting and quipping and left and right, that's all really fun. Um, but then like you get into some of the problems that I have with the movie. And so I'm going to make this one a solid seven. It's good. Not great. You know, it's a, it's, it's a good movie that I, I would watch again. Yeah. And, and uh, I think I'm going to do the same thing. And we're like dead on the same number seven for me again, you know, like, yeah, I, I honestly probably would want, I'm more apt to watch this one than I am to watch the first Wonder Woman yeah. just because I'm not a huge fan of watching origin stories all the time. The only one I was thinking, like, I, I love Man of Steel, so I do watch that one, and I, I love the first Iron Man. Um, but outside of that, those two, mm. I don't watch a ton of, uh, I don't, like, I hate Batman Begins. Um, like, I don't hate it. It's a good movie, but I just never watch it. Like, I would yeah. never, I, if I'm going to choose a Batman movie, I would choose almost any other Batman movie, including <laughs> the George Clooney Batman movie to watch <laughs> You, you mean the bad movie. one that I was just talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would totally watch that instead of this, but instead of Batman yeah. Begins. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I mean, I get seven, it. The, 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 uh, the, the origin story is never like, it's, it's like, it's never like, because you got to get through the whole first like quarter of it before you're like, oh, it's getting into interesting territory. Whereas this one, it's like pretty into interesting territory, at least with Maxwell Lord, like pretty much like right off the bat. And plus, like, dude, the beginning of this one with the uh, with the where she's a child on Themyscira, like that that whole sequence, I was like loving it, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still like, I mean, so this is another piece of this that I I probably may be in the minority on, like, and I know that, but. Just like in the first movie, I I just don't care about the mascara at all. Yeah, like I mean, I, I I hesitate to say how that in, intro sequence really related to anything else going. I don't throughout think it the rest did. Of the movie. I don't. Like, I thought maybe that that thing that her mom said to her would yeah. come back around later. Never did. Sure. I mean, like, and I I think there's something there's something that someone said that came back to it, but like. But yeah, the, the whole like you're not ready to be, uh, you know, to be here because like she then she wore the the suit of armor or whatever like later on. But that that wasn't even in the in the flashback or anything like that, you know. So it's a, it's a uh, it's a weird one. Um, where uh, I, I'm happy it was there though because I really enjoyed the uh, that whole sequence. I was like I edge of my seat, being like, what's gonna happen? How's she gonna like try to win this thing? So yeah, dude. Um. All right. Well. Uh, this has been episode 400. We hope you've, uh, this has been a long episode, so you at least got yeah. a longer one. Yeah, um, we got four, we'll talk, 400 minutes, Chris. We got to keep going. Some, some wild, oh, do we? No, <laughs> there's no way. I, I can't minutes. do that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's just not, not, not something I can commit to today. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, like, we... it's like one, two, three, oh, four. It's like over four hours. That's oh, over four Chris. hours. 
that's at some like point, almost five hours. At some point before the numbers get too high, we've got to make sure that we do that sort of thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what it'll end up being is like, it'll end up being like a normal hour long podcast. And then we'll just like play like background like Music. noise for the next, like it's yeah. just like crickets going for the next like 150 minutes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Wright 250 and John Wright 777. And at Stay in Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. target.